Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Week 17 of the 2021 NFL season is here. And Ike, if you want to place a bet on the NFL action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Man, shout out to betonline.ag. Anytime you want to place a bet, regardless on what sport it is, go to betonline.ag 24-7, 365. Head to the new and updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, I tell you what, week 17, AFC North, division rivals, Browns, Steelers, Santa Claus bought both of these teams coals for Christmas this year, both coming off bad losses in week 16 as we get into the week 17 matchup at stake is last place in the division. But more importantly, both of these teams, despite their records and despite where they're at, they're still fighting for playoff position headed into week 17. Yeah, I guess the Pittsburgh still is in the Cleveland Browns been naughty because all we've been doing is getting ass whooped when it comes down to these football games in December, Mark. <laughs> Well, the Browns haven't won back-to-back games since weeks three and four of the season. They'll need to do that to make the playoffs. The Steelers pretty much need to win out and win their final two games. So the Steelers, to give you a roadmap, they'll take on the Browns in week 17 at home, and then they play at Baltimore in the final week of the season. Now, the Steelers, if they beat both of those teams, they need to get some help. They need one loss from the following teams, the Dolphins, the Chargers, and the Raiders, so the Steelers need some help if they want to keep their playoff chances alive. And like we talked about this on the last episode, though, even if Pittsburgh sneaks into the playoffs, good luck trying to beat one of these other ASC playoff teams because there, there just seems to be a talent. I don't know if it's a talent discrepancy, but if you're talking about actually hoisting Lombardi's right now, pessimistic Mark is out on the podcast. Glass half full Mark is out on the podcast. Ike. I just don't see any way. That the, if the, even if the Steelers make the playoffs, that they'll do anything once they're there. Crazy thing about it is, man, they wind up sneaking into these playoffs because the three teams you just named between the Dolphins, the Raiders, and who else? It's the Dolphins, the Chargers, and the Raiders. The Chargers are the third team. It's a strong possibility that they could lose one out of these two games and the Pittsburgh Steelers can win their last two games. So if them boys wind up sneaking into the playoffs, that would definitely look good. On Coach Tomlin's uh, on his record, uh, Big Ben wouldn't mind getting a chance of getting back into the playoffs. But like you said, Mark, I agree with you on this one. I hate to I hate to agree with you on this one. I just don't see the Pittsburgh Steelers doing anything because of the inconsistency on how they play in the playoffs. I hate yes. to rub salt in the wound, Ike, but I must tell you this too, though. I know it was just 
a few weeks ago that you had predicted that the Steelers would win four and four games in a row to close out the 2021 season. I hate to say that I told you so, but again, goes back to Santa bringing these teams coal for Christmas when we were expecting the spoils and the all the great presents around this time of year. I, I, I hate to be that guy. No, nah, you, you was right. I was just hoping and wishing. You know, I was, I was, I was hoping and wishing that Pittsburgh, I was reminiscing on what we had to do back in 2005. But um, I, I, I had to understand now, I understand, man, the locker, the locker room ain't what it used to be. You know, it was, we did it for, we did it for Bussy. We did it for Jerome Bettis. You know, Bussy said, man, can y'all get me back home and I'll retire if we win the Super Bowl. And that's exactly what we did. And we talked about the upside down W, the the me and the we. You know, I think you gave a, a perfect analogy when it came down to the upside down W. So it was all about we, not me at the time. So yeah, I like the Pittsburgh Steelers on, um, especially for Coach T. Um, I would like for Big Ben to go out with some kind of bang. But just getting into the playoff, man, it's it's more of a, a we. You know, them teams they're gonna be playing, their locker room is more we than me. Okay, Ike, I'm going to let you put the GM hat on here. On the last episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast, I asked you what would you do if Kevin Colbert calls you on the phone and what you would prioritize as a Steelers GM heading into the offseason. I'm now going to flip and give you a different GM hat. If Andrew Barry, the Browns general manager, calls you, what should the Browns' number one offseason priority be? What move would you make? I'm giving Baker Mayfield a one year a one year deal, or if I don't do that, if you don't want to take that, I'm going to get Deshaun Watson, or I'm drafting me a a first round quarterback. That's exactly what I'm doing. because there's nothing wrong with the setup. They the Cleveland Browns have the setup for a, a mac and cheese. They got a good defense. They have a running game. They have receivers and tight ends. That's exactly what you need for a young quarterback. So now what the what the head coach can do, he can mold the quarterback on exactly how he likes and wants him. The same thing with Coach Bill Belichick doing with Max sitting over there for the New England Patriots. So yeah, that's exactly whoever comes in and be a and be a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, they coming into a perfect situation. You got defensive guys, you got an offensive line, you got two running backs, you got tight ends, and you got receivers. So I can, I can see all day, every day. If they want to get off of Baker Mayfield, I can understand why, and now is the time to do it if they won't do it. You bring a Deshaun Watson to Cleveland, or you bring a, a Russell Westbrook to Cleveland, with all that talent they got, Mark? I think you mean Russell on, Wilson and not Russell Westbrook, but I got you, Ike. And you mentioned Deshaun Watson. Maybe that's his player that the Steelers could potentially go after. But Mayfield, most interceptions in the league, 54, since he was a rookie in 2018. And so the struggles that he's had this season, I understand he's got injuries to his left shoulder. He's got uh, a fracture in his left shoulder, a torn labrum as well that can only be repaired with offseason surgery. 
I understand that. I understand he's had lower body injuries. He even admitted earlier this year that he's the most beat up that he's ever been at any point in his NFL career. So the Browns have a decision to make. Now, Mayfield is under contract through the 2022 season. If you are going to bring in another quarterback like, say, a Deshaun Watson, say, a Russell Wilson, maybe an Aaron Rodgers to Cleveland, you would likely need to flip Mayfield's $18 million and some change that he is due in the 2022 season considering he's still under contract through that season. Now, the Browns could franchise tag Mayfield both in 2023 and 2024, but if they do that, you're then paying Mayfield top dollar. We always compare Mayfield to Josh Allen, reason being Allen was in the 2018 draft class with Mayfield. Allen is due an average of $43 million per year through the 2028 season with the Buffalo Bills. I cannot say in good faith that if the Browns offered Mayfield a similar annual salary, that it would be a wise thing to do, considering the production that you've gotten from Josh Allen and the production you've gotten from Baker Mayfield, Ike. And so that's kind of how I see all of this shaking out. Mayfield is not due. Like for me, if you're going to pay Mayfield anything close to $40 million per season, he's not worth that amount of money. He's cost himself with his on-field play this season, a lot of money when it comes to negotiation time. Yeah. The Ryan Tannehill contract. That's that's what I would get. Or, or Kirk Cousins. You know, I was joking with or, my dad. Like, we were watching Kirk Cousins with the Vikings. Kirk. I was like, look at Kirk Cousins, the future quarterback yeah. of the Browns. I was joking around. Sorry, go ahead, I, hop in. I give him the Ryan Tannehill, the Kirk Cousins contract. Yeah. You know, that's that's just that, that's who he is. And I, and I love Baker, but that's just exactly who he is, man. I'm not giving him the Joshes. I'm not giving him the the Patty Patty Mahomes. I'm not giving him the Deshaun Watson contracts. Them guys are different, man. Them guys has been, they have, and they've been proven trucks over the course of their career so far, you know. And in Baker, in Baker, he's letting the young boys catch up with him. You know what? This is year six for Baker. Year four. Year four. <laughs> Sorry, year, you're, getting, year four. you're getting ahead of yourself, thank you. <laughs> year, year four for Baker. So, you know, you, you you look at that situation. You look at the mac and cheese. You look at the Justin Herberts. You look at the the Lamars. You look at the the, the Patty Mahomes. You look at uh who else are we looking at? You looking at the Joe Burrows. Like you start looking at about four or five guys, and you know a few of these guys either who got drafted later than you or they two years younger than you, and you asking yourself, okay, out of the five I just named, who would be the last pick? And it'll probably be Baker. So that's that's how Baker got to look over his shoulder and how. GMs and other teams looking at him like it's too many young studs. Even Hutley, before he got before he got on the list for the Baltimore Ravens, his past two games he hasn't been playing bad either. You just look at him. You got to understand. You check his history from USC. He had some things he had done back in the day in college. Well, man, he he he's playing real well or played real well for the Baltimore Ravens in them two games. So just looking at that scenario, man, you're looking at these young studs and. Mark, if you and I GMs, we pick a Baker last. That's not. I'm so good. happy you mentioned Huntley. I, I I'm sorry to cut you off here, but I'm so happy you mentioned Huntley because right now, it, right now, how they are playing quarterback. I'm taking Joe Burrow one, Lamar Jackson two, and he's close to that one if he's healthy and if Jackson has all his weapons, which he doesn't. But I'll take Jackson two, three. I'm probably taking Huntley, maybe Big Ben in some order. 
Baker Mayfield's the fifth best quarterback in this division right now, Ike. I'm going to say it here on the Believe in Steelers podcast. If we're just being real with who's playing the best football at the quarterback position right now, Mayfield's fifth. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you on that one, man. It's, 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 that's, that's what he's shown for the 2021 season, Mark. Ike, let's go to the keys to the game. And really, this is pretty simple. Can you shut down the Browns running game led by Nick Chubb and whether Kareem Hunt will be back? He's been nursing an ankle injury, also was on the COVID list for the Browns as well. Browns have a good offensive line as well, among the best in the league. And that's really the appeal to a quarterback coming to Cleveland to say, maybe we're just one piece away given all the first rounders that we have on the defense. And then you've got the best running back tandem in the league in Chubb and Hunt who are under contract. You do have Jarvis Landry, a couple of young receivers. And you got a nice tight end group too with David Njoku, two-time Pro Bowler Austin Hooper and Harrison Bryant and company. So that would be the appeal. But to me, Ike, it's really simple in week 17. Division matchup we've seen. It's a 15 to 10 game earlier this year. The over-under in this one, only 41 points in week 17 between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Can the Steelers stop the Browns running game? It's really simple at this point in the season. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it at all. Can the Steelers stop the Browns running game? That's the key to the game for me. Yeah, get out my head, Mark. Because that's that's that's, <laughs> the, that's all I that's all I was saying. Yeah. Keys key game. Browns gotta run the ball to have a chance to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers have to stop the Browns run game. A chance to beat the Browns. Point blank. It's really simple, and I will say this. If Hunt isn't able to go, Dearness Johnson has been very good for the Browns and the opportunities that he's had. That's another player. We're on another NFL roster in the 2022 season, Ike. I could see him showing out because when he's gotten his opportunities, he's been great for the Browns. And that's not just Dearness Johnson running the ball hard. Again, I go back to that Browns offensive line. Like, like, if you want to watch one guy at the line of scrimmage on Sunday, watch right guard Wyatt Teller for the Browns. He's as good as there is in this league. It, it's not just what shows up on film, but also how he's graded in the analysis. Like that, Wyatt Teller, he's a nasty, nasty dude at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, this is going to be a game with trenches. So the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line have to want to play better than the Cleveland Brown offensive line. And I'm talking about in the running phase. I ain't even talking about in the passing phase. I'm talking about the running game. Yeah, and on the flip side of the ball, too, obviously stopping Miles Garrett. Now, the Steelers should be able to do that because Tack McKinley's out for the rest of the year with an injury. Jadavian Clowney's been in and out of the lineup, too. So the Browns actually don't have quite the defensive end depth that they've had earlier this season. But Miles Garrett off the edge. You've got a chip. You've got to keep a tight end in. You've got to give help. You've got a double team. He's a key player you want to key in on considering he's an absolute game breaker for the Browns. So he's as good as there is in the league. He's among the highest paid defensive players in the NFL and for good reason. The way he's able to come off the edge at the line of scrimmage, the way he's able to bend, he is a matchup nightmare. I do not want to see Garrett, who lines up over teams' left tackles. I do not want to see the Steelers line up rookie Dan Moore in one-on-one scenarios with Garrett often because it's a tall task for anyone, let alone a rookie player. Miles Garrett, as good as there is in this league. Yeah, Coach T always have the motto, though, next man up. So time will tell. But going against Miles Garrett, who has been playing out of his mind this year, behind T.J. Watt, who is a Pittsburgh Steeler, 
to be exact. So that's that's just letting you know, man. You got two, you know, premier guys who are in their prime in one division, Miles Garrett and TJ Watt. TJ Watt's been hurt, Miles been hurt. So time will tell us here if they just going on on the field hobble on who gonna win the battle, who gonna get the most sacks out of the two. But yeah, man, this is for, for for me, and this I can say this is where it usually starts at. Cause that would be easy for me to say, man, it always starts in the trenches. But for this game, I think the physicality part, you know, it's going to be between who want to be more physical than who. Offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers or the offensive line for the Cleveland Browns. Possibly Big Ben's final time playing at Heinz Field as well, Ike. We're going to take a quick break now, Ike, to tell our listeners and viewers about Lightbox Jewelry dot com and it's the holiday season we're approaching the new year so you need to get that special someone some jewelry maybe you're thinking about popping the significant question lightboxjewelry.com is the place to go ike yeah any anytime you hear bling bling um think about lightboxjewelry.com never ever 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 a dull moment when we talk about lightbox jewelry we keep just like them fat Number two pencils back in the day. We keep them real sharp, baby. So if you want to stay sharp, go to lightboxjury.com. Never a dull moment. And you can see that on your screen for the viewers of the Believe in Steelers podcast. So I'm happy to have them as a sponsor here on the show, Ike. Let's get to our week 17 picks before we finish out the show with our score predictions for Steelers and Browns. But we're going to start Chiefs at Bengals. Ike, in my opinion, this is the weekend's best matchup. Two of the top AFC teams going head-to-head and two great stud young quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs, Joe Burrow for the Bengals. Chiefs four-and-a-half-point favorites. Ike Taylor, who you got between these two AFC teams? I'm going to go with Dancing Mixon and the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Ike, I'm going to go against you. The Chiefs have won eight games in a row. They just won their sixth division title, but... What's going to be important for the Chiefs is getting home field advantage and getting that first round by that only goes to the one seed. So the Chiefs still have a little bit to play for. I think they keep the winning streak going on the road against the Bengals. We'll see. I'm going to go against you there. Keeping it in the AFC North, the Rams travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The big question mark I had here, Ike, is are Lamar Jackson and slash or Tyler Huntley back for this game because the Rams open as three-point favorites. They get Cam Akers back. The Rams have won four games in a row, but if the Ravens have to rely on Josh Johnson, their third-string quarterback, for another week, it's going to be a tough task for them to beat the, the Rams. The Rams starting to get hot at the right time. And again, Cam Akers, their running back, who's been on all season long with an Achilles injury, he is now due back in this game for the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams in this one. What do you think, Dyke? Yeah, I'm I'm taking Cooper Cup and OBJ. I mean, since OBJ left the Cleveland Browns, what did he score? Four touchdowns in four games. So that's 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 just letting you know um, who is or who was the problem over there for the Cleveland Browns. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Matthew Stafford and the LA Rams. Okay, next matchup we've got Dolphins at Titans. Titans are four and a half point favorites. The Dolphins low-key, Ike, have been one of the hottest teams in the league. They sit right here at 500, full caveat. We're recording this on Monday, so we'll see what happens to the Dolphins on Monday night football tonight. But the Dolphins' backdoor could maybe sneak into the playoffs. The Titans have some injuries on the offensive side of the ball. Tennessee favored by four and a half. Who you got, Ike Taylor? I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans because one thing I know about the physicality part, I ain't got a question whether they're going to come off the uh, 
come off the bus pissed off and mad. That's just their personality of their Coach Mike variable. And to be exact, Coach Mike was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the third round. I forgot what year. Okay, we'll get IT on that. Ike, I'll go with the Titans as well, just given that physicality that you mentioned. And I do like Mike Vrabel. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. But we're going to get IT on this. But first, we'll go to our we'll go to our next game, and then I'll f- figure out when Mike Vrabel was drafted by the Steelers. Cardinals at Cowboys. We saw Cowboys on Sunday Night Football absolutely take it to the Washington Thomas. football team. Yeah, I'm, I'm go ahead, Ike. No, I just heard what you said. I was going to go with the Dallas Cowboys um, because I right now they didn't got everybody healthy. So my only question is the Dallas Cowboys actually stopping the run, you know, because they've been up on teams and teams, they have to pass on them, and they got some pass rushes out of this world. But just the personality of Diggs, but not even Diggs. I think this franchise guy, he's not a quarterback called Michael Parsons has changed the personality and the culture um, in a Dallas Cowboys locker room. You know, that, that's just my personal opinion. This young man has had lazy veteran guys not only getting off their butt, not only getting off their butt and trying to be the, the pro bowlers that they once was, but I think Michael Parson, man, he just set the tone and the tempo for the whole organization. You had a guy who wasn't doing good in the offseason. Michael Parson steps in. And now everybody want to be, you know, up in favor. You had a guy who got paid and he was lazy. And he said a few times, man, how are they going to cut me? You know, they, they paid me $20 million a year. The NFL stands for not for long. So you drive for Michael Parson, who is a generational talent. Now he's changing your mindset and the game. So since y'all guys was lazy in the offseason and making bad decisions in the offseason, Michael comes in. And now you see he sets the tempo, whether it's on the offense or defensive side. Now the whole world is talking about him. So now you are a liability. Now you can get cut. Now I can go into the offseason if I'm a GM or owner and ask for a pay cut. So you better get back on your horse. That's exactly what it is, the Michael Parson effect, whether it's on the offense or defensive side. This guy, man, he ain't got to be a quarterback to be the future or the franchise. He's that right now. And them guys don't come around often. But anyway, to answer your question, I'm taking I'm taking that. Mike Vrabel, the Titans coach, drafted in the third round of the 1997 draft by the Steelers out of Ohio State. Ike. So just wanted to follow up on that. Micah Parsons, there's a reason he's the heavy favorite to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. And there's a reason he's in that conversation to win Defensive Player of the Year. Now, right. I'll go with the Cowboys as well, considering where these two teams are trending. I like to see what the <clears> Cowboys <throat> offense did on Sunday Night Football. They look to get things right there. And the Cowboys defense has played well. The Cardinals, really, since DeAndre Hopkins went down, have been in a bit of a tailspin. They've lost three straight games. And Cliff right. Kingsbury, a first-half coach, and here's what I mean by this. Since he became the Cardinals coach in 2019, he is 15-5-1 and one through the first seven weeks of the NFL season. He is now 8-18 eight and 18 afterwards. So, Ike, so first half of the year, Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury, a little bit of a different team than what we see on the back half of the year. Again, a lot of that is attributed to the injury to DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the league. Having said all this, I will take the Cowboys as well at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Ike, we go to Monday Night Football, though. Browns at Steelers. I've tried to get you on the Manning cast. Eli, Peyton, Omaha Productions, ESPN. Holler at your boy. 
get Ike Taylor on the Manning cast. It's my last pitch for that. But Steelers beat the Browns earlier this season, 15 to 10. Again, both of these teams need this game if they want any chance of making the postseason. Browns open as a three-point favorite, despite the fact that they will be at Heinz Field and will likely be Big Ben Roethlisberger's final time starting in Pittsburgh. Ike Taylor, what's your pick between Browns and Steelers on Monday Night Football? 17-10 Steelers. Big Ben want to go out with the bang. This is my personal opinion. This is his last game at Heinz Field. So I think Big Ben don't want to lose this one. Um, that'll put a smile on his heart with the W and uh, also put him in a situation to where they just need to win one more game and have some help for the other three teams on making the playoffs. So I got Pittsburgh 17-10. I've got the Steelers regrouping in week 17 as well, Ike. I've got the Steelers winning 27-24 to at home. I just have a feeling, despite everything we've seen, that Pittsburgh's going to take it to Cleveland again. I know how before the start of the season, we say they usually split the season series with the Browns. It's been a weird season, particularly in the AFC North. So we'll see how all of that shakes out. I, I want to state this. You're the absolute best. I want to thank the folks over at the Bleed Podcast Network, the team at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, and the folks over there today, sponsors, betonline.ag, and Lightbox Jewelry as well. I want to thank the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We will be back next week on Tuesday following the Monday night football between Browns and Steelers. Until then, take care. It's so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.